Welcome, everybody, to our latest podcast, Shooting from the Lip. This one, all about the grandest stage of them all, the showcase of the Immortals. We're talking WrestleMania 34. And as always, I'm here with my partner in crime here with the Sharpshooters. It's Rob Schiff. How you doing, Rob? Doing well, man. Can't wait. You sound excited. Absolutely. And who could not be with this lineup that we have? And guess guess what? We get to go to see it live and in person in New Orleans. I think it was the best decision we ever made. I think it was a smart choice. Yep. Let me just run through the 13 scheduled matches and the potential for a fourth one. We've got headlining. We've got, well, let's start with the pre-show. Mm-hmm. The first ever WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, formerly known as the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. We have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali for the Cruiserweight title. We have SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships on the line with the Usos Battle of the New Day and the Bludgeon Brothers. We have the Raw Tag Team Championships on the line when the Bar do battle with Strowman and a partner of his choosing. We have the U.S. title on the line on SmackDown with Randy Orton going against Jinder Mahal, Bobby Roode, and Rusev. We have the Raw Women's title on the line. Are you getting tired yet, Rob? Not yet, man. Keep going. The Raw Women's title on the line. Alexa Bliss against Nia Jax. The Intercontinental title. The Miz defense against Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. Let's go. The newest addition, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon, general manager and commissioner of SmackDown, going against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And then if this wasn't enough, let's keep going. We got Charlotte Flair defending her SmackDown Women's title against the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. Rowdy, Ronda Rousey making her WrestleMania debut, teaming with Kurt Angle, returning to WrestleMania for the first time since Chicago, WrestleMania 22, going against Stephanie McMahon and her husband, the game, Triple H. And then we have our two marquee matchups. WWE Championship on the line is AJ Styles does battle with Shinsuke Nakamura and Roman Reigns, the big dog, looking to take a bite out of that universal title, going against the Beast, Brock Lesnar. What boy, a card, man. Oh, boy. What, what a, a card. Lineup. Now, where do we want to start with this one, Rob? Do you want to start with a pre-show, or do you want to go right to the meat of the meat of the? Yeah, let's, let's start, let's start uh, and work our way up. Let's go from the bottom up. That's right. I like that. I like that mentality. So let's start with a pre-show. You know, with a stacked lineup like this, Someone's going to get knocked down to the pre-show. It's just the way it works. And um, this year we have two Battle Royals and a Cruiserweight title match. So I'm assuming that Cruiserweight title would be somewhere in the middle to break up the two Battle Royals. Right. So let's start with, I guess we'll start with ladies first, the Women's Battle Royal. The WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, of course, that was in some controversy when the fabulous Moolah name kind of came under fire with her previous treatment, alleged treatment of... Uh, former cohorts in the business and long story short snickers got involved and wasn't happy with the name and no more fabulous moolah battle royal but still going to be something interesting to see yep um so far we've got names like bailey sasha banks the riot squad who knows who's going to show up for this i think lana lana they announced lana Lana, probably some absolution members sonya deville mandy rose yep so it's going to be interesting. I don't know if they're going to bring back anybody from the Women's Royal Rumble that just happened a couple months ago. Kind of stole their thunder a little bit, but 
<clears throat> I'm not sure if any past legends will be showing up here at, in New Orleans or not, but you never know. See, with the Battle Royal, everyone starts in the ring. It's not like surprise entrance. Right. Like the Royal Rumble, so do they really want to throw... I think the, maybe uh, they'll throw in one surprise. Like, they'll have everybody in the ring, and then all of a sudden, the last entrance, like, they'll have, like, one person come down by herself. And that I'm can happen. Sure, I'm not sure who that's going to be, but... I'm rooting for Michelle McCool. Yeah, she, she killed happens it. to be uh, the spouse of one American badass, but <laughs> enough about that. Um, this one is going to be hard to predict, just like DeAndre, but I'm thinking it's somebody younger, some young talent, someone from maybe Absolution or the Riot Squad, maybe like a Ruby Riot, or maybe someone within those factions to kind of say, hey, you know what, I just won the Women's Battle Royal, what have you done? And maybe go after their leader and break up a faction. That's maybe, a good point. You know what I mean? That's so a good maybe point. a Liv Morgan or a Sarah Logan could win it over Ruby Riot and say, you know what, maybe I should be the leader of this faction. Or maybe Mandy Rose or Sonya Deville could win it and challenge Paige and knock her out because, you know, she hasn't been doing all that much lately thanks to an injury. Right. So we don't know if Paige is sticking around for the long haul, but might be a great opportunity for one of those girls to turn on Paige. So. I can see that happen. I mean, I was going with either Sasha or Bailey, but that almost probably sounds too predictable. So right. they'll probably, you know, they'll try to surprise us early on. I'm thinking um, somebody, somebody young, and I don't. I think Sasha Banks and Bailey are going to probably attack each other and probably somehow find a way to eliminate each other, or maybe they'll be distracted on the ropes and someone will push them over the top, kind of thing, <laughs> kind of like Shawn Michaels did uh, Vader and Yokozuna back in '96 yep. at the Royal Rumble. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but my pick is someone up and coming, someone new like a Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, okay. Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan. So, I enough like about it. that. Let's go on to the men's side. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. This is the fifth installment. We had Cesaro at WrestleMania 30 in the Superdome, New Orleans. That's where it all started. Yep. I was there for that one, and Cesaro won it, and we thought that meant big things for him, and unfortunately didn't exactly pan out over the long haul. And then over the course of now five years, you had Big Show win it the next year. You had Baron Corbin at 32, Mojo Raleigh at 33. And really, this Battle Royal has not done much for anyone's career. I would say the most it's done is for Jinder Mahal last year when he <laughs> with a shoulder tackle from Rob Gronkowski and then got tossed over by Mojo Raleigh. Yeah, so maybe maybe the the last loser of the battle royal will be the the real winner. Yeah, that's a possibility. So <laughs> it's kind of like American Idol, where the uh, not always the winners <laughs> that are, get the best career success. Sometimes it's the runners up. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But for the you Andre, you do you have any favorites in that one? Yeah, I think uh, it's a tough one, man. Because I feel like you know Bray Wyatt could always come back, and I'm just now, not sure. I'm just not sure. Yeah, uh, one of our colleagues, Jose Cuevas, we were talking with him uh -huh. the other night, and we did a, a video special, and he has a feeling that Bray Wyatt might come back, his brother, Wyndham. Okay. He thinks uh, maybe this <laughs> lake of reincarnation he was deposited in and hasn't been seen from since yep. might have changed his aura, and maybe he'll come back as a different... Different character. Different incarnation of himself. So that's a, one theory. Um, you, what do you think about Woken Matt Hardy? I just I don't know. I think he's like I, I think we've talked about this before. I think his character is a little stale. 
And I'm not sure if that match with Bray Wyatt really put him over to a point where he could, you know, win something, especially because, I mean, even though the the past winners haven't really done anything, uh, you know, that productive, mm-hmm. it's still it's still marketed as something that is going to catapult someone's career, kind of like Money in the Bank did. Um, they're trying to market it, and I think this might be the first time that they give it to someone that's a little younger and who hasn't really proven himself yet to kind of go for a big push this year. So, I mean, well, I'd what like do you think about that. the likes of a Baron Corbin or Mojo Raleigh? You don't think they fit that bill? Yeah, Mojo didn't really have a great year. Um, I don't know. I think this might be the first time where they try to try to actually make it like where the Rumble used to be, where it's a young guy or, or someone that's going to have a great year or, or going to be booked better than they have. Or like the King um, of the Rings? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so we'll okay. see. I mean, I'm excited for both because it really isn't as predictable as, you know, past events. There's a lot of matches on this card that could go in a, a plethora of different directions. So I'm well, unfortunately, Rob, I think we're going to miss one of these battle royals. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are not aware, our – our plane, we found a great deal. The only drawback is our <laughs> plane arrives in New Orleans at 4 o'clock. And, of course, with Central Time, that's an hour behind. So WrestleMania starts at 4 o'clock, the kickoff show, right when we land in New Orleans. So we're going to be booking it booking to it. the Superdome. May yep. or may not stop at a hotel. We don't know yet, but <laughs> yeah, we probably will be missing a battle royal here. So let's hope. We hope they both are good, but let's hope we get the better one at least. Right. Uh, but in between those two battle royals, we're going to have a cruiserweight battle, I'm assuming, to break it up. Yep. Now, we had the cruiserweight classic tournament going on over the past several weeks. Our new 205 Live GM, Rockstar Spud, a.k.a. Drake Maverick, had put together a 16-man brawl. And Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali end up on top. Cedric getting past the likes of Grand Metalik, TJP, Roderick Strong, and Mustafa Ali, not too bad either, getting past Gentleman Jack Gallagher, Buddy Murphy, and Drew Gulak. So, one should be interesting. Um, you have any thoughts on this one? That's kind of a 50 50. They're both yeah. friends, they both are respecting each other. It's going right. to be more of a showcase of athletic ability than it is. Yeah, this this can go either way for me. I mean, I, I wouldn't be upset about either one of the wins, but Mustafa Ali would be a little, maybe a little change because, I mean, like like we've talked about, I haven't really followed uh, 205 Live as much as you have, so you might know right. a little more about their buildup. Right. But I've heard less about Mustafa Ali than about Cedric Alexander over the last few months. So The reason maybe, I want to go with Cedric on this one is because he had so many opportunities taken from him. He's been the number one contender, right. it seems like, the past – four months, and then all that happened with Enzo Amore. He was supposed to battle Amore for the title at Royal Rumble mm-hmm. a week before. Amore gets fired by WWE, and now Cedric's been kind of in limbo. Right. Had to earn his way back to the top, and he did. So are they going to reward him now with a with a 205 live cruiserweight title, or are they going to keep screwing pull, pull a 180 <laughs> and go to Mustafa? Right. Or should I say a 054, as Mustafa Ali likes to do the inverted 450 <laughs> up the top rope. So this could be – this could go either way, and I I don't think either way is bad. Both are extremely talented young men, and I really like that match that Mustafa had with Buddy Murphy in the in the mat, in the the uh, tournament. He gave the 054 inverted 450 frog splash onto Buddy Murphy's arm that was on the middle rope. Mm-hmm. Just interesting, innovative offense like that. 
um, just shows that they're trying to pull out the stops. It's just kind of an up to, uphill battle for these guys because right. they don't have a spot on the main card like Cruiserweights used to have with guys like Rey Mysterio um, back when Cruiserweight wrestling was popular. Exactly. And they don't have Raw or SmackDown to showcase their talents. It's just 205 Live on the WWE Network. So it's a little tough, but maybe this is the second year in a row that the Cruiserweight title is getting defended on the pre-show. Last year it was Neville and Austin Aries, which I thought certainly should have been on the main show. But alas, we have a pre-show again, so yep. we'll see what happens. Should but be. I think this will be good. So enough about the pre-show. Now we're going to the main card. Let's do it. I guess uh, we'll start with some tag team action. For the first time, the Usos are claiming for the first time in their careers, they're going to be on the main card. Unbelievable. Maybe, yeah, my, that's I might un- need to do my fact-checking to make sure because I know I've seen them in some tag team action. But Yeah. But maybe they're claiming they weren't showcased. Maybe they were in like a big heap of tag teams in the past. or Okay. I know they were on pre-shows in the past. So they're claiming this is their first real chance to shine on the big stage and and who do they have to spar with? They have the New Day, former longest reigning tag team champs of all time, beating out Demolitions, Mark, and the Bludgeon Brothers. Something old becoming something new with the Wyatt family transforming yep. into a bludgeoning brother something. <laughs> so let's see what your thoughts are on this triple threat tag team match. I love I love the Usos. I love the New Day. I, I like the the dominance so far of, of uh, Harper and, and Rowan. I just don't like the characters. I don't like the, I don't like the, the gimmick. I feel, I feel it's a little too gimmicky. Like I love the Wyatt family when they first came out. I thought that was really interesting the way they did their promos, but this just, this kind of feels a little lazy mm-hmm. and I don't know. I love the, I love Harper. I think Harper is one of the best workers in the business. Former IC champ. Yeah. I think he's great. I don't mind Rowan. I think they're a good team, um, but I would have—I don't know. I think I would have liked if they came back. Came back as a little. Their characters were a little different. I think the match is going to be great. I mean, the Usos and New Day always bring it. I like the way they build uh, the Bludgeon Brothers to be this like dominant force who just causes havoc wherever they go. Right. Um, I think they're not gonna a fan win. of those sledgehammers. <laughs> I think they're going to win. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good match. Um, but I see, yeah, I see the Bludgeon Brothers winning. I think their their momentum is great, and uh, it'll just add another team to SmackDown because that's what SmackDown needs, you know, some more interesting storylines and, yeah, some depth. Yep. Really, all they have are Benjamin and Gable at the top. Right. <clears throat> People like the Ascension, Brizongo aren't taken seriously. And exactly. Yeah, we need somebody else to join the precipice there up on top. And, yep. by the way, it's not a sledgehammer. I think they're mallets. So <laughs> my, my producers gave me a... The correction here, I'm up here. So, yeah, I think it's the bludgeoning time. I think they're going to steamroll through these guys. It won't be, of course, it won't be a squash. Usos and New Day have put on some classics, and I'm great that, it's great that they get a chance to shine again on Mania stage. Mm-hmm. But I think it is time for Luke Harper and Eric Rowan to get their first tag team title, if I'm not mistaken. There you go. They have their The IC title went to Harper, but Rowan, he's going to finally get his WrestleMania moment not including WrestleMania 32 when he was beaten by The Rock in about 12 seconds. So (laughs) let's move on to the other tag team action, or is it really a handicap match? We don't know yet. The Bar, Raw Tag Team Champs, they've been running roughshod through the competition, and this time they might have met their match. Braun Strowman, the monster among men, really looking to make his name 
in the tag team division, whether it's on his own or not. And apparently he would prefer it to be on his own. He wants to be that one-man wrecking crew, but WWE management is telling him otherwise, saying he has to have a partner, and that might be his undoing. If you look at it, maybe that's his weakness, that he has to get a partner. However, it all depends on who he picks. So it'll be interesting. There's a lot of names swirling around. You've probably heard about some of them, but do you have anybody in mind that you think might show up? So the more I think about this match, I mean, I know we've talked about it before, that you you like the whole one-man tag team. And I think it's interesting. I think they can they can work work with that idea of having Braun like the most dominant tag team ever, the first ever one-man tag team. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, how, but I think that the way they're building this, they're definitely going to give him a, a partner, and it's going to be a surprise. The way they're just, the way they're writing this, I don't think it would work if he comes out by himself and wins right. at this point. Right. So, I mean, I was, I was talking last night to a guy at work, and I, and I brought up Bray Wyatt because there is a history mm-hmm. with them you know, they were in the Wyatts together. That, that is who introduced uh, Braun to the WWE Universe. And Bray doesn't have a match. So right. maybe they can go in that direction. Um, I don't know if, if that'll work. I, 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 would, I would enjoy it because I love Bray Wyatt. It'll give him a little fresh start. But mm-hmm. at that point, I feel like he'd be a little un, unneeded because Braun obviously can take care of the bar by himself. So... Um, I'd rather him go out there by himself because he's been such a dominant force uh, and he's been booked that way. So Bray would almost feel like unnecessary. Right. Um, you know, I'd, It would be interesting to see that, though. Yeah, um, absolutely. It would be a great course, moment. Of course, Braun was a former member of the Wyatt family at one point. Yep. And it could be interesting to see at the end of the night the Bludgeon Brothers and Braun and Wyatt holding tag team straps, all yeah. four members of the That's former true. Wyatt family. That's true. Gold. Yep. That could happen. Rumors have been circulating that it could be Rey Mysterio. However, I've seen reports online and quotes from Mysterio himself saying that he was injured with a biceps tear, and he probably won't be good to go for that. So that's not looking very likely. However, mm-hmm. you never know. It could be a swerve. Other popular choices, the Big Show, Big Cass, Samoa Joe is supposed to be healthy and ready to go after that foot injury, and then – okay. Ray Mysterio, what do you or not Ray Mysterio, excuse me, Neville. What do you think about Neville? Uh that wouldn't really do anything for me, to be honest. I mean, I'd like to see him go back to the two oh five uh two oh five live and, and give that some life. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like I like I said, I, I at this point, Braun's been built so so well by himself that I feel like a tag team partner would kinda just feel it it, it would almost feel like it's more for us like the fans to get a pop as opposed right. to like the, the actual storyline, you know, it, it would have to work. There'd have to be some chemistry between the two guys and Braun doesn't need a partner. So it, it would have to be someone that's kind of like, you know, smaller, annoying, doesn't really add that much to the team, but just adds maybe some more to the storyline. Kind of like a power and glory aspect with her. <laughs> yeah. Around. Yeah. Someone that, someone that just makes Braun maybe more of a, uh, of a dynamic character. Cause he, I think he's great on the mic for, from where, from where he started to where he oh, is. Oh, yeah. He's, he's gone, gone leaps better. and bounds. Yep. Remember the uh, Colossal Connection, Andre the Giant and Haku? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some, Someone... Something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So and I have Haku, a bunch if of I'm not mistaken, was Samoan, was he not? He was, yeah. Samoa Joe as well. So who knows? Uh, a lot of options there, but I think whoever that partner is, I think there's going to be some new Raw Tag Team Champions at the end of the night. Yep. 
Let's uh, move on to the U.S. title picture. Now, this thing started off as a feud between Rude and Orton. Rude was the U.S. title holder, and then at Fastlane, Orton took that from him. But Mahal has found a way to interject himself in this feud. And if you asked me a few months ago, Rob, I would have said Jinder Mahal should have been your U.S. champion. The guy came off a long run as a WWE champion, surprise career resurgence at the top of the mountain. And then could you see someone who is anti-American like Mahal holding that U.S. title, much like Rusev not too long ago did, and have all these pro-American challengers try to take it back for the U.S. of A. and fall short? So it's Randy Orton, the champion, Jinder Mahal, Bobby Roode, and Rusev. Now, interestingly enough, this match does coincide with Rusev Day, so that does give (laughs) Rusev an, an advantage but is it going to be enough to help him reclaim that U.S. crown? I mean, the the, the choice that I mean, I'm sure everyone wants is Rusev winning. I mean, there's nobody as over as Rusev, especially on the lower card. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to get the biggest pop of the night at that point, wherever that match falls. Um, but I don't know. I don't think they're going to give it to him. I, I don't think – I think they're going to keep him – kind of string him along and maybe set up a program with him and whoever wins the match. Right. So I do see Jinder maybe pulling it off and then, you know, Jinder and Rusev starting a program right afterwards, but I don't think they're going to give it to Rusev. You know, Vince doesn't want to give us everything we want at Mania because I'm pretty sure as we get deeper into this card, there are going to be a lot of popular choices that the fans are going to actually be happy with. Sure. And I think he's going to kind of hold off a little bit on the undercard of giving us absolutely everything we want. So I do see Jinder pulling it off somehow. I mean, I don't know how, but um, especially I know they're going to Saudi Arabia. Right. They're going to Saudi Arabia for the Rumble. So maybe to add some depth uh, overseas for that title. Um, I don't know. They can go in a lot of different directions. Maybe they give maybe maybe Randy wins to kind of keep him going because without the title, he might not have a program at all. So it's problematic for Jinder Mahal to just drop off the face of the earth if going from WWE champions and now not even being able right. to get the U.S. title. Right. However, the problem there is Randy Orton is your U.S. title holder, and the two of them had a feud for about half a year in 2017 yep. where Mahal constantly got the better of Randy Orton. And do we really want to rehash those old sure. flames? I don't know if we want to do that. And Bobby Roode, he's got his first title already. Does he need to get it back, or does he need to be moved on to something else? I don't know. It's really but, up in the air on this one. It could go any which way. I'm leaning towards either Jinder Mahal or Randy Orton retaining. Okay. Um, how about we move on to the Raw Women's Raw Women's Championship? Alexa Bliss, Little Miss Bliss, going against the irresistible Forrest Nia Jax. Now these two former best friends. They were all over the place together on social media, backstage having yep. the time of their lives, and now an open microphone, Rob. We in the business know <laughs> always keep your mouth shut when there's microphones around, cameras around. You never know what, mic is what might get picked up. And sure enough, Charlie Caruso left that mic on, and now Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, their bad-mouthing of Nia Jax was heard by the world, and Nia Jax is included in that, and she's going for the title. Now, what do you think? What do you think about the build? What do you th- What do you think about this? I build? think it was a little rushed and kind of middle school like. It, mm-hmm. It's kind of amateurish, and um, 
I don't know if I'm a big fan of it, but I guess they're trying to go to their be a star roots, don't be a bully, be a star, and trying to say Nia Jax is going to overcome, even though being the misfit. And we uh, we talked a little bit about this, how in the uh, the video commentary that you're going to see for the WrestleMania preview coming up this weekend, that um, it's interesting because we have a, a little heel going against a big face and. We mentioned how that's not really seen very often. It's usually the other way around. When you look at WrestleMania, you have someone like a Hulk Hogan going against Andre the Giant. You always think of those kind of matchups. Right. Rey Mysterio trying to overcome the odds against someone larger. But now we have Nia Jax trying to overcome Little, Little Miss Bliss. And really, on paper, I don't think she's going to have much much trouble with it. But yeah, you're right. The build was a little lacking. Uh, what were your thoughts? I thought so too. It felt a little childish, and I think Nia. Um, I like the way Nia was booked before this feud. Uh, she, I mean, I guess that seeing her a little vulnerable was adds a little dynamic to her character. But I don't know. She felt like the female version of Braun Strowman for right. a while, and I think this made her look a little more vulnerable. I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing because it does add some depth to her character especially going forward, because she wasn't always going to be this dominant force. I mean, there had to be some sort of layer to her progression. But um, I do see her winning. I mean, I I can't fathom her losing this match unless there's interference. I just don't know how, you know, Alexa could literally pull this off. It just feels too mismatched. Right. Um, But maybe maybe there's interference. Maybe Mickey James has something to say about it. But I don't think they're going to waste – Mickey James interference on on this match it just feels a little too important yeah um, both 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 women's matches do on the main card so um I see Nia winning and overcoming the odds and even though the odds aren't really stacked against her because she's that much bigger than Alexa so yeah you're right I don't we've never seen a match like this where you know the 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 face is the one that is physically more you know impressive and, yeah. and a lock to win that it's, way. It's so. definitely an interesting dynamic. And keep yeah. in mind, Alexa Bliss has the second longest reign in the title picture. Right. Second only to Brock Lesnar, who won it in Mania. Bliss has held that belt since August. And I think it's about time she gives it up to Nia Jax. I think it's her time to shine. I think it's her first sure. belt. And it's a sign that the uh, women's evolution is in full swing. Because if you talked about this five years ago, they wouldn't put the belt on someone who doesn't look like that stereotypical model diva. type of yeah, exactly. diva. So this shows that the uh, women's evolution is in full effect, and I think they're going to go all the way with Nia Jax and have her be a dominant champion and perhaps carry it into SummerSlam to face someone possibly like a round, rowdy Ronda Rousey. I don't know. That might be, be two, two faces yeah. going at it. I don't know how that's going to pan out, but yep. that could be a big match. Uh, all right, let's move on to the intercontinental picture. We have The Miz probably doing some of his best work of his career, defending his IC title against Finn Balor and Kingslayer, Architect, whatever they're calling Rollins. <laughs> so this one should be interesting if they have enough time to do their thing on this stacked card. Yep. What, do you, what do you like about this match? That's my biggest concern, John, is, is the is the slot they're going to be given and the amount of time they're going to be given. Because this match could be great, but at, in terms of wrestling matches, like actual <clears throat> matches I'm looking forward to in the wrestling sense, 
this is at the top of the this is at the top of the list. Right. This with the WWE championship. I, I feel like if they give it enough time and enough value, um, it could be as good as other triple threat main events of the past. Like what you know, the one at WrestleMania twenty and it could have that that uh feel because all three are at the top of their game, they're in the prime of their careers, they've been excellent recently. The Miz is coming off being, you know, superstar of the year. He's been uh, had a resurgence over the last few months and Finn Balor and Seth Rollins always bring it. So they, if they give this match the, the attention it deserves and the slot it deserves, I think it could steal the show. And I think it's going to come probably like in the middle of the card. Um, think so? Yeah, probably. I think it, I think we've done so far a pretty decent order of of where of the importance of the matches. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe it starts the card. Maybe I'm they thinking start it starts. It. Yeah, maybe they start it. I don't know. Um, but I think they need to give it the time it deserves because I'd rather see, you know, 30 minutes of this match than I'm sure they're going to give the, the Rousey and, and, you know, Stephanie McMahon match 30 minutes, but I'd rather this get 30 minutes. Oh, I certainly hope it doesn't go 30 minutes for that match. <laughs> Yeah, so but, like I said, if if it, if it gets the time it deserves, I see Finn Finn Balor uh, winning, uh, just because Seth Rollins won on uh, the last Raw. So right, if I go by that, you know, yeah. prediction, but predictability, Finn Balor, you know, wins it at Mania. I'm with you on that. Um, yep. You got Miz, the eight eight time IC champ, second only to Jericho with nine reigns, second yep. longest, second most days as champion to Pedro Morales, closing in on him. But I don't see him retaining. Finn Balor hasn't held gold in WWE since he held on to the Universal title first time ever, first person ever, for just yep. one day before yep. that torn labrum took him out of action. And I think it's time for Balor to get some gold, as you said. Rollins was impressive in the gauntlet match last back in February, and then again he beat Balor in a classic on Raw this past week, which points in the direction of Finn Balor getting his time to shine. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you on this one, Rob. I think Finn Balor, demon or no demon, I think he pulls out the stops and conquers his own demons and gets some gold back around his waist. Yep. All right, let's, uh, for the sake of time, Rob, let's keep going. Uh, we can talk about this match all day, but let's talk about someone coming back to action for the first time in three years, going to the site where he was at his peak. Yep. At WrestleMania 30, this day, April 6th, four years ago, Daniel Bryan became WWE champion and world heavyweight champion when he won that triple threat match against Batista and Randy Orton and having beaten Triple H earlier in the night. Now he teams with SmackDown commissioner Shane McMahon to go against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Stipulation with this one, if Owens and Zayn lose this match, they are still fired from SmackDown, WWE. So let me let me ask you a question before we get into the predictions. I mean, <clears throat> I've been following this pretty closely, but just to confirm, are they fired from the WWE that's, or that's fired from thing. SmackDown? We need to double check that because I'm not sure if they're officially <laughs> fired from SmackDown or if they're fired from WWE. Because if they're fired from SmackDown, they certainly could just hop on over to Raw. Exactly. Um. So yeah, we need to look into that. But before we Dive into that. What do you? What are your thoughts on it, just in in general? I'm just I'm just excited to see you know how Daniel Bryan looks like you know based on the 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 quick little action he had a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. He looks great. I mean, he looked looks energetic, motivated to get back in the ring. Um, I think he's going to be great. 
you know, Shane McMahon, even though he only fights, you know, once or twice a year, always some somehow gives outstanding matches. I don't know how he does it, and right. especially at his age. Um, but yeah, he always last, last year surprised me with AJ Styles there. Yeah, I mean, he always brings it, and you got to give him credit. Like for somebody who's not a, really a wrestler and who only wrestles like once a year, you know, he somehow always doesn't look out of place, and 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 he brings it. So. Um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a really good match. I do see uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens winning and, uh, you know, Shane turning on Daniel Bryan just because of the uh, the stipulation. But like we just discussed, like if, if they can come back on Raw, maybe that's the whole swerve. Maybe Daniel Bryan and Shane do pull it off and, you know, Sami and KO go to Raw. See, I'm seeing conflicting reports. Some say that he, they're fired from WWE. Some say from SmackDown. Regardless, I don't think we're going to see uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in Ring of Honor or something like that anytime soon. It's going to be locked <laughs> right. up pretty good. So don't worry, fans of Owens and Zayn. You'll, you're not going to lose them. But I think, I'm thinking Daniel Bryan will not get that glorious, triumphant return that we all hope he gets. I think something's going to be in the works. I think Shane McMahon might be turning the screws and stabbing D. Bry in the back. So yep. keep in mind... This whole feud with Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens dates back to last summer with the U.S. title picture when Kevin Owens was going after AJ Styles and they were trading their U.S. title back and forth and Shane McMahon got involved in a couple of the matches and was a referee. And Ultimately, yep. Kevin Owens felt like he was treated unfairly and that's when it all started and then the whole headbutting of Vince McMahon and the frog splash by Kevin Owens, Hell in a Cell with Sami Zayn pulling Kevin Owens off the table, making... Shane McMahon go through the table. So, I mean, this thing has been going for a long time, but almost just as long have been some arguments within the uh, management of SmackDown. General Manager Daniel Bryan, Commissioner Shane McMahon have had their differences, and there's been some animosity there not to be overlooked. We know that last week on SmackDown, they kind of hugged it out, and it's supposed to be all all good. They're apologizing to one another, but I think it's not going to be as simple as that. Right, I think we're going to see Shane McMahon do something. Now, there's possibilities that Daniel Bryan could do a heel turn too. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. But I see a program no, with I, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan going on into the future. I, I I think Daniel Bryan's one of the only characters, one of the few characters in WWE that I think would be impossible to turn heel because whatever he does is he'd get like the Austin treatment where he would just right. get cheered no matter what he did. So right. the fans are so behind him. There's, I don't think there's any way there's a swerve coming in with him because even if he does turn on Shane, I don't even know if it would work in terms of the, the believability and the and how the fans would react. They'd probably just keep chanting yes, you know, just because they right. love Daniel Bryan and, and be happy to see him back in the ring. So if this if there is a swerve coming, it's definitely from Shane McMahon. Absolutely, I I agree with you on that one, but I do have to say. I think Owens and Zane are going to be reinstated after this one. Yeah, absolutely. I think they come out on top. Yep. All right, moving on. Another SmackDown match. Charlotte Flair, SmackDown Women's Champion, battling the Empress of Tomorrow, the undefeated Asuka. This one has the makings of a classic. Absolutely. This one could be special. Let's talk a little bit about Asuka. Undefeated in NXT and WWE. Had that 523-day reign as NXT Women's Champion. I was there when she wanted to take over Dallas in April of 2016 over Bailey, and she's been dominant in NXT and in WWE. 
and she probably could have kept going on the NXT reign if it wasn't for an injury to her collarbone, but she moved on up to the main roster and hasn't lost since, won the 2018 Royal Rumble, and a lot of experts, so-called experts in the business, were saying that Asuka was going to to challenge Alexa Bliss, and it was all set in stone. I, we told you here at Sharpshooters, not so fast. Wait yep. and see if she goes after Charlotte Flair, <laughs> and sure enough, she did. You broke it. That, we broke the news, guys, and uh, that left the opening for, of course, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax to tell their story. So do you think this Empress of Tomorrow will remain undefeated? Do you think the six-time women's champion Charlotte, who was 16-0 and to start her pay-per-view career, you think she retains here? Keep in mind, this isn't their first meeting, yep. unfortunately. you got to say unfortunately, because just this past Tuesday, Asuka and The Miz beat Charlotte and Bobby Roode in the Mixed Match Challenge to help out Rescue Dogs Rock, gave them $100,000. And I think WWE kind of screwed that one up. First of all, putting an undefeated streak on the line in the Mixed Match Challenge to kind of tell us what's going to happen at the end. And right. Then to give away that first interaction a week before WrestleMania. Why? Why would you do that? But right. what do you think is going to happen here, Rob? I think I might just be trying to think of the, the wow moment that we've had at the Manias in the past few years, like the Taker, you know, Taker's streak coming to an end. And I just see that being the moment this time uh, for the for this specific mania, I, I see Oscar losing and that crowd reaction that you know Vince just seems to love <laughs> the right. last few years of of having that like oh my god moment. We're gonna look for the Undertaker guy. <laughs> yeah, that that, that black dude. Yeah. So I mean, I hope that's not the case. That I think Oscar is great, and I, I'd love to see her streak continue. But I don't know. Like I I don't know. You know, he loves Charlotte, so it's not like she's going up against some you know jobber. This Charlotte's been both great too, and she, and she's been a great champion. And um, I just, if there's somebody that that could beat Oscar in terms of wrestling, because I know down the line they're talking about Rousey and Oscar, and you know that would be a little right. ridiculous at this point, based especially on how Rousey's looked uh, or, or or spoken. Right. Um, but if anybody is deserving to beat Oscar and end that streak. It's it's Charlotte. I just don't see her winning with a submission hold. It would definitely be a pin or some sort of like roll up, you know, um, maybe interference, which I really hope they stay away from because that match can be just as important as AJ Nakamura. So, but I do see Charlotte winning. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking overthinking it, and it's just going to be a quick, you know, fifteen minute great match, and Oscar comes out on top, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I see something interesting happening. I hope it's not interference, but I do see Charlotte coming out on top. I definitely view this as the marquee women's matchup over Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax, including Absolutely. that Rousey mixed match tag. Uh, yep. I think I think Asuka's going to come out on top in this one. Got to disagree with you. I think mm-hmm. she's going to go on be a dominant champion. Now, keep in mind, we got to talk about the elephant in the room, Carmella, Money in the Bank holder. She actually became the longest Money in the Bank Money in the Bank briefcase holder in WWE history by now. Um, She's been trying to cash in the past few weeks on SmackDown to not much success or fanfare. And she still has the type. She still has that briefcase. She could try to cash it in. And if she does, I think, I think she actually will make an appearance. I think she's going to try to show up. And I think whoever wins, probably Asuka, I think she's going to fight her as well and keep that streak going. So you think she beats Carmella right afterwards? I think, uh, 
I think Oscar defeats Charlotte, and then she'll defeat Carmella as well. Okay. But some people online are saying they think Carmella's going to beat one of the two and maybe break the streak with the money in the bank and have that would really, that would be terrible. That to me that would be terrible. I think that I agree. That's not the that, way to go. If that if if she's the one that not only beats the streak but then cashes in at Mania because she's really done absolutely nothing to prove herself right. over the last few months, you know so. Yeah. That would be crap. I think she's going to try to cash in and lose that briefcase. I think it's time to move on and not have Asuka have to worry about it or whoever holds the title after Mania. I think they need a fresh slate, and it's, I think it's going to go with Asuka. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. How about do you want to go with the potential match, or do you want to go Rousey Angle? We could talk Undertaker That's, Cena. Yeah, let's do, let's do Taker Cena. All right. So John Cena for the past several weeks – been calling out Undertaker, derogatory terms, disrespect galore on Raw, and no no response from the dead man. So yep. we saw Undertaker only one time since he had his match with Roman Reigns when he lost. His record fell to 23-2 and two at Mania. He left his gear in the ring. We saw him at Raw 25 with a very awkward promo, as we talked about in a previous podcast. But he was the dead man there. Yep. He didn't have the hat. He had the hood. But um, will we see the dead man show up? John Cena said he's going to be a fan. And I think we're going to see John Cena kind of like an unofficial host of WrestleMania. But yep. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. The more I think about this build, I think we, we talked about it this week. The more I think it was actually pretty smart on the WWE's part not to have Taker come out um, and address Cena. You know, leave it for Mania because we all know something's going to happen. There's not going to – this isn't going to fall flat where right. Cena just, you know, shows up as a fan and, you know, five hours go by and, you know, Mania goes off the air and we don't find out. Something's going to happen. So I think le- leaving it for for it to be a, a WrestleMania moment, as they've said <laughs> the past few years, I think, I think it has the potential to be great, especially if Cena's, you know, shown throughout the night partying with fans or doing silly things and then – all of a sudden, the, the you know the, the Superdome goes black, and twenty seconds go by, and Taker's just standing right there in the middle of the ring and like pointing at Cena. Hopefully, he comes out to me as the Dead Man because I was never really a big American Badass fan, right? Um, especially as much as I was of of, of his Dead Man uh, character. But Kid Rock is is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's the big. It does thing. feel a little like it's, and then with with Cena saying Dead Man walking at the end of the promo, right? Um. It does feel like we're going to get an American Badass taker, which I were, I mean, either way, it'll be cool. To see him coming down on a bike or to see him coming down in the middle of the ring as the dead man, I think either way, it'll be a great moment. We just got to hope that bike doesn't stall. But, yeah, <laughs> I think Kid Rock being the celebrity inductee this year is just too, too scripted to not go with the American Badass yeah. with the gear right. left in the ring last year. That way, Roman Reigns doesn't necessarily feel cheated if he wrestles as American Badass and not as The Undertaker, because he kind of was under the impression that was the retirement match for The Undertaker last year. Right, um, that's a good point. Yeah, so these guys fought one other time at Vengeance in 2003, but aside from that, they haven't really tangled, and it should be interesting. I think Cena's going to be popping up from here and there, be down on the floor, be up in the nosebleeds, eating popcorn, drinking a mm. beer with fans, having fun. <laughs> I think he's going to say one thing too many. Maybe talk about the streak in the Superdome. That's where it ended. Maybe he'll bring something up about that. And maybe 
that might be the final nail in the coffin for John Cena, if you will, where the bell will toll, Kid Rock will ask, are you scared or are you ready, however that starts. I think it's how, are you scared? Wait, well, did he not have a Limb Biscuit song? I feel like he also had a Limb Biscuit song. Oh, yeah, he did. The Rolling. So that was after the American Badass song? It's all a, it's all a blur to me, Rob. There was the Big Evil, there was American <laughs> Badass. I just try to forget it. I, I'm more of a Dead Man fan like yourself, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was at WrestleMania 20 when he came back as a as the dead man, and I couldn't have been happier to be done with the American Badass. But you know what? I'll take the American Badass if it means getting to see the Undertaker against John Cena. I think it, I think it has potential, and I might be overshooting here. I think it has the potential to rival Hogan and The Rock. At okay. that point, that match wasn't great. It wasn't a great match, but it's just it was great psychology. Like they they captured the 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 crowd immediately. Right. Hogan. Hogan won the crowd over. It was the same place where he had lost to Warrior at WrestleMania six, so there still was some history there. Um, this has the potential to, you know, two icons in our industry that are sort of at the end. I mean, Taker's past his prime, way past his prime. Oh yeah, shouldn't probably shouldn't even be in the ring anymore. And Cena's kind of getting there to where he's phasing himself out slowly. And I really like that one part of his of his uh, promo on Raw where he's where he basically said like he's not taking the shine away from anybody on this card. He just wants someone that he respects and who is an icon in this industry. So I think it'll be a great match if they tell it right. And Cena, you know, he, he's great in the ring when it comes to that. So um, I, think it could, I think it could work. I think it can be one of the highlights of the night if they really, if they execute it uh, properly. I'm thinking Undertaker will show up as the badass and call out Cena, say, hey, boy, if you you want a piece of me, how about you put your career on the line? How about that? Oh, that'd be interesting, too. Career versus career or something yeah, like that. that'd be interesting. Kind of like what he did with Shawn Michaels in that rematch. Yep. You want me so bad, how about you put something on the line? So, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think Undertaker will get the better of John Cena on this night, though. Yep, I agree. Whether it's his last match or not, it could be his last ride. We'll see. But let's move on to our... Big attraction, Ronda Rousey. Rowdy, Ronda Rousey, teaming up with Kurt Angle, who's returning for the first time to Mania since WrestleMania 22 in Chicago, teaming up against Raw Commissioner Stephanie McMahon and her husband, the game, Triple H. So what do you what do you think about this one? Keep in mind, we kind of have a little bit of a reoccurrence from WrestleMania 31 that you attended. We had this little segment with The Rock yeah. and Ronda Rousey yep. going against Stephanie and Triple H. We're just subbing in Kurt Angle here. So what do you think about this whole scenario? I mean, I'm excited to see how it goes down. I'm curious to see how they book it. Um, I want to know how Ronda looks in the ring, at least, because she's been, to me, she's been awful so far on the mic. Um, I know yeah. I know it'll work. It'll eventually work itself out, and she'll get more comfortable. But um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to how this match is booked. I'm not really looking forward to the match itself, because I can't see this being that great, especially – you know, Kurt didn't look great in his two matches last year. Um, you know, yeah. Triple H is another year older, but yeah. uh, Stephanie's not a wrestler. Ronda's never been in the in the, in the WWE ring, so I don't know. I, this match could be terrible. I don't think it will be. I think they'll tell it they'll tell it correctly. Um, but I, I just don't see them giving Rousey a loss to start her career. So I do see Rousey and, and Kurt Angle coming out on top for sure. I couldn't fathom a loss for Ronda Rousey in her debut match at Mania with all this build up. Right. That'd be such a mistake. 
And keep in mind, it's not just Rousey's debut. It's Stephanie McMahon's debut match at WrestleMania. That's true. Never, never fought there. Yep. Last time she was in the ring, she beat Brie Bella at SummerSlam 2014. And Triple H, last time he won at Mania, you were there at WrestleMania 31. Against Sting. Sting. Yep. So I think this one has the makings of a Rousey and Angle squash, if you will, almost. But yep. question is, will The Rock show up in this segment or with Elias? That's just a side note. Kind of ties in with this because there's been rumors he might show up with a little segment with Elias and musical segment, or he could have some car- some sort of part to play in this this angle, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather like we've discussed. I love Elias, so I really hope that Elias isn't the squash of the night where he comes out and promises that performance of a lifetime, and right, and we get the Rock who outshines him because you know he will. Um, I think, hope he doesn't get the Eric Rowan treatment from WrestleMania 32. Yeah, I feel like Elias is too important. I mean, I know it, it would be funny, and maybe maybe that's kind of like the passing of the guard in a way, or like a sign of respect getting rock-bottomed and people elbowed by The Rock at WrestleMania. Maybe that would boost Elias's career somehow. Well, I don't we've see seen what happening. it's done for Eric Rowan, you know. <laughs> I just don't – I think Elias deserves better. I think he's had a great year. He's a great character. He's a great heel. Um, the fans love him. I don't think there's a more over chant. Maybe get these hands, but I think Walk with Elias is one of the most creative things that you know we've had in a while. So um, I think he's great, and I think for him not to have a match is nuts at WrestleMania. But maybe that's Vince saying like, "Hey, you're you're a big deal." So you know, having The Rock come out and waste 25 minutes with you in the ring is is kind of a sign of respect. I don't see that how that is, but maybe he views it that way. Keep in mind, there's also Jeff Jarrett in this year's Hall of Fame class. That's true. Could, could play that's, true. No, that's, that's true. Yep. Maybe get the Honky Tonk Man, too. I mean, he told me he wasn't going to be at the Royal Rumble when I talked to him last, but he never said anything about WrestleMania, so yep. you never know. Alright, let's move on to our two headliner matches. Now, we're going to have to start on SmackDown. WWE Championship on the line. Phenomenal AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura. Where do you think this match falls on the card? Oh, man. I really hope it falls somewhere towards the ladder of the card. Maybe this match and then that, you know, that rock segment that they're probably going to have. And then the Reigns-Lesnar match. I really hope that they save these two matches for last. I, I don't think they will. I think it'll probably be... This match followed by the mixed tag match, then followed by the Reigns-Lesnar match. Yeah. Um, just to kind of give give the fans a little break. But I really hope it's far deep into the card, and I really hope it gets the time it deserves because I haven't looked forward to a match like this in a really long time. Like, this is like a Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania match. Yeah, this one's like special. It has, yeah, it has that potential to be something special, and we haven't really seen, like, a pure a pure wrestling match at WrestleMania in a really long time. You know, maybe John Cena Styles, but um, if they even fought at a Mania, I might be wrong on that. I don't think they ever did. Who was that? Uh, Cena and Styles. Cena and Styles. I don't believe so. Styles no. fought Jericho at 32 and then McMahon at 33. Right. So, But it has the potential to be something great. And I really hope, as long as it gets the time it deserves, I don't care who wins. I mean, I'd rather see AJ, wins, AJ win, but I think they're going to give it to Nakamura. Uh, but as long as it gets the time it deserves and the and it's booked correctly, no interference, I think this match can steal 
the show, and it might be one of the best matches we've seen in a real Yeah. I'm a little concerned that it could be somewhere in the middle of the card. Yep. Um, but I remember when we went to SummerSlam this past year, Nakamura and Mahal was somewhere in the middle, I believe. And I'm just ho- <clears throat> I'm just hoping they get that spot they deserve towards the end of the card. It probably will not be the last match. I think we know what's coming next. Yep. Uh, but let's just hope they get the last two or three match slot. Sure. So the build about the, about this match hasn't been stellar. A couple of uh, fake outs. First Nakamura given the fake Kinshasa to AJ Styles and patting him on the head. And then last week we saw Styles fake him out with a phenomenal forearm, just stopping short and dropping Nakamura down in fear. So basically some mind games going on. They've been helping each other against Gable and Benjamin to keep the integrity of the match, keep them both healthy. So the build has not been stellar, but you know what? Does it really matter? We have Nakamura, AJ Styles, or WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, it's like, the, I mean, it can write itself. They could have not shown up on SmackDown for the last four weeks, and I still would care about this match. Their first match ever in WWE. They fought once before in New Japan. And if that was any indication, this one should be an instant classic. Yep. But it is not going to be your main event as much as you would like to see it. Let's talk about what will be a match three years in the making. It's the big dog, Roman Reigns, challenging the Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar. That Universal title has been on the waist of a part-timer since March of last year when Goldberg took it from Kevin Owens. Lesnar probably took it from Goldberg at WrestleMania 33 and has been having it ever since defending it sparingly. So what are your thoughts on this one that started three years ago at WrestleMania 31 when Seth Rollins came down the aisle? I think you were there for that, weren't you? I was. Yeah, I think I think this has the potential to be a great match. I mean, their first match was great. Um, the build has been has been pretty good. Uh, I don't know about this latest development with Dana White, you know, right. saying that, that Brock's going to UFC. I don't know if that's a work or if he's just trying to be spiteful. I think it's I think it's real. I think it's um, going to happen. If, if that's the case, I can see Vince being just as spiteful and maybe changing the plans and having maybe Brock win and then, like, you know, have him give up the title on the Raw the next night. I don't know. I, I don't think that Vince would allow Dana White to spoil the ending of the most important show in WWE. Right. I mean, everyone, everyone kind of knows that, you know, Roman is de- was destined to get to this point and, and beat Brock, but I don't know. I mean, I see Roman. I, th- I see the end of the night Roman – with his hand raised as the champ, but it could go a lot of different directions, you know? Why do you think Dana White's so spiteful? It's because Brock Lesnar's there at Mania, Ronda Rousey's there, and there's rumors of Conor McGregor. Yeah, I think I think Although Dana White he had some incident in New York City that might prevent that, but we'll see. Yeah, that might be a work too. <laughs> I mean, you never really know with these guys. I mean, Dana White feels like the, the, the big dogs of his industry are kind of all jumping ship, and I think... He wants to – it's a business, man, and they're kind of competing against each other. You know, even though one's, one is, you know, really mixed martial arts and the other one is, is, is purely entertainment, uh, you know, there's definitely a, there's definitely a com- competition there because it's, it, it's showing that the, the people that are in the UFC can work. Their characters can translate to the WWE. Absolutely. You know, so yeah, that's, that's scary for him. I mean, think about it. He builds up these characters who – you know, see that there's another path, a safer path, 
right. you know, in, 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 an, in an entertainment-based company. And who's to say that they don't all want to jump ship? Because Vince is open to, to signing these guys, especially these characters like McGregor and, you know, Rousey's already there. Brock's been, you know, a champ for over a year. So I don't know, but I do see Reigns getting the win. Long story short, I see Reigns getting the win. It'll be a pretty long match. I'd say maybe 20, 25 minutes. And uh, Reigns overcomes the obstacles and conquers the beast. You were there when uh, these two tangled at 31. What were your thoughts when that match happened? <clears throat> it was a great match. The crowd was really into it. As much as, as, much as fans want to say, you know, cheer that they're against Reigns, I think he's pretty polarizing to the point of, like, where Cena is now. Right. And I think he, he garners a reaction, whether it be positive or negative, and that's all you really want at this point. You know, he's not going to really win the crowd, but he definitely always, he always puts on great matches. And I think, you know, he's going to get the best out of Brock Lesnar. He's gonna make, it's going to be a longer match than Goldberg gave him for sure. Um, I think they have good chemistry in the ring together. They, they come off like they really don't respect each other in the ring. Right. And I think that works because they're two big guys. You know, Reigns is a great worker. Brock, he brings the best out of Brock, and um, it might be a fuck. It might be a suplex fest, but I think it'll be. I think it'll be a pretty good main event at this point. Yeah, I'm okay with this main event as much as people have been clamoring against it. I think. Uh, I think these two will put on a good show. Yep. No Seth Rollins needed for this one. Keep in mind, Lesnar has knocked out pretty much everybody that's coming to his path, whether it be Samoa Joe. Braun Strowman, even Roman Reigns included in that fatal four-way we saw yep. at SummerSlam. But Reigns has been on a roll. He beat Cena in the fall. He beat Undertaker last year. He won the Elimination Chamber. I think it's just a matter of time now. And Reigns is going to be taking over. And if he doesn't get the fans on his side with this match, the way they've been booking it with Lesnar being that champion that doesn't care to show up, if they don't get this full-timer over the part-timer narrative to – put Reigns over here, I, I don't think anything else is going to work, but right. they're not going to abandon their big dog, big guy. He's their man. Roman Reigns all the way on this one. I think okay. he's going to be holding the belt up to close the show. Yep. So, that's about it. WrestleMania 34, 14 potential matches, 13 for sure, plus the Undertaker-Cena. I think this could be one of the best WrestleManias in a long time, if not ever. So I agree. That's, that's why we had to buy those plane tickets and WrestleMania tickets, and I'm happy we did, Rob. I think we made the right call. Same here, buddy. All right. That's this edition of Shooting from the Lip. Thank you again for joining us, and we look forward to this WrestleMania Sunday as much as you guys are at home, and we wish you the best, and we will follow up in New Orleans with some updates. So. Take your best shot!